I'm Josh Escobedo with Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Scott Hervey of Weintraub Tobin. In determining likelihood of confusion for trademark infringement purposes, the starting point of any analysis is the similarity of the marks, how similar are the marks in appearance, sound, and meaning, and the relatedness of the goods. It's easy to find goods are related when they're exactly the same or are in the same class, like clothing or cosmetics or alcoholic beverages. But what about when goods are not the same and are not in the same class, like cookies and restaurant services? A recent Florida District Court case reminds us just how tricky this analysis can be. We're going to talk about this on this next installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. A Florida district court denied a Kraft cookie maker's motion to dismiss a trademark lawsuit brought by a chain restaurant, Batch Gastropub. The lawsuit is over the cookie maker's use of Batch, the cookie company. The restaurant company claims that the cookie company's use of Batch infringes its trademark. The cookie company filed and obtained two federal trademark registrations for Batch, the cookie company, for retail and online bakery shops, and for cookies. Batch Gastropub also has a federal registration for its bar and restaurant services. Interestingly, the examiner assigned to the cookie company's applications did not cite the restaurant's mark as grounds for refusing to register the cookie company's marks. After the cookie company's marks were registered, the restaurant company filed a cancellation proceeding with the Trademark Trial and Appeal Board, which was then suspended when the restaurant company filed a lawsuit in federal court in Florida. It's clear that the two big issues here would be the similarity of the marks and the relatedness of the goods. In its order denying the motion to dismiss, the court noted the prominent use of batch by both parties. And looking at the photos included in the court's motion, that does seem to be the case. Given this prominent use, the court found that the inclusion of gastropub or the cookie company does not eliminate or reduce the likelihood of confusion. In determining whether goods are related, in this case, cookies and a retail store uh, selling cookies and restaurant services are related. The issue is not whether the goods or services will be confused with each other, but whether the public will be confused as to their source. Even if the goods uh, in question are different from and are not related to one another in kind, these goods can be related in the minds of the consuming public as to their origin. It is sufficient that the goods or services of the two parties are related in some manner or that the conditions surrounding their marketing or their purchase are such that they are likely to be encountered by the same persons under circumstances that because of the marks that are used on those goods or services, it would lead that prospective purchaser uh, to the mistaken belief that these goods or services originate from the same source. In some instances, because of established marketing practices, the use of identical marks on seemingly unrelated goods and services could result in a likelihood of confusion. In this case, the court notes that uh, Daniello Hospitality, which is the restaurant owner, owns three well-known restaurants in South Florida, Miami, Delray Beach, and West Palm Beach, and at one that at the time of the complaint's filing was scheduled to open in Fort Lauderdale. The cookie company 
op operates two retail stores in Florida, one in Plantation, Florida, and the other in Fort Lauderdale, less than a mile away from the restaurant company's planned Fort Lauderdale location. Danilo also introduced evidence that it offered and promoted cookies for sale in its store locations. Apparently, Danilo's cookies have received rave reviews from restaurant patrons as well as from the Miami New Times, which recognized Danilo's restaurant's cookies as one of the 10 best cookies in Miami. In addressing the possible likelihood of confusion between food and beverage products and restaurant services, the United States Patent and Trademark Office, in the Trademark Manual of Examining Procedure, which is a manual that relates to the registration of trademarks, notes that while likelihood of confusion has often been found where similar marks are used in connection with both, both food and beverage products and restaurant services, there is no per se rule to this effect. Thus, the relatedness of such goods and services may not be assumed, and the evidence of record must show something more than that there is a similar or even identical marks that are being used for food products and for restaurant services. Now, one case where this something more was found was in Inri Golden Griddle Pancake House. And that was a trademark trial and appeal board case, which held that Golden Griddle for table syrup and Golden Griddle Pancake House for restaurant services are likely to cause confusion based on third-party registration evidence showing that entities offering restaurant services may also offer a variety of goods under the same mark, as well as a finding that restaurants frequently package certain of their products for retail sale, and that Golden Griddle Pancake House, uh, the mark itself suggests that the relevant restaurant services feature, of course, pancakes and, as one could only imagine, pancake syrup. With regard to the cookie company's use for its retail store, I think the court got it right. The court acknowledged that the party's goods and services are not identical, but relatedness is sufficient. I think I have to agree, Josh. The restaurant provides uh, to-go service, as does the retail location of the cookie company. Daniello serves cookies, and it seems to be known for their cookies. Um, add to that the fact that the retail locations for both businesses are relatively close by, thus drawing from the same group of consumers. It does seem that the court was correct in denying uh, the cookie company's motion to dismiss at this point. What about the use of the mark on just the cookies themselves? Do you think that's infringement? So that one isn't so clear. Yes, some restaurants package and offer their desserts, including cookies for retail sale. So finding relatedness might not be a stretch. However, I have to say that I think I have an issue with the court's broad finding that the marks are similar. There are two marks at issue here. The mark that's used on the retail location, which arguably, I mean, I looked at those photos too, and it's really clear that the com cookie company on its retail location emphasizes batch more than anything else. Uh, but on the cookies themselves, on the packaging that uh, holds the cookies, it's, I mean, yes, batch is larger. The font size is larger than the, the cookie company font size, but uh, it, it's it, the the mark is a you know combination design and work mark and has different elements to it and you know it's it's distinctly different than the mark that's used on the retail location 
I think that this may have been the right decision for this stage of the case, but I don't know that I see that holding um, later on down the line after discovery takes place and after there's expert testimony. Why do you say that? Well, I mean, specifically with regard to the cookies themselves, I think that the the retail store location uh, use of the mark has has issues. But with regard to the cookies themselves, um, you know, marks need to be considered in their entirety. Uh, and additions or deletions to marks may be sufficient to avoid a likelihood of confusion if the marks in their entirety convey significantly different commercial impressions or the matter that's common to the marks is not likely to be perceived by purchasers as distinguishing the source because it's merely descriptive or diluted. Now, as part of, well, apparently when uh, the cookie company filed their motion to dismiss, they filed or tried to file some evidence showing a multitude of registered trademarks for a variety of uh, goods and services, including other types of food products that included the word batch. So it might be that the word batch is, you know, not as strong of a trademark and it's not entitled to as broad protection as um, the restaurant company may like. Also, you know, it's telling that the word batch uh, or the word mark batch, the cookie company was registered on the supplemental register and that the trademark examiner found the word batch to be merely descriptive as it relates to cookies. I mean, a batch of cookies. I think that the use of the word batch in batch the cookie company conveys a different meaning uh, than batch gastropub. Uh, and I mean, this is, you know, not a slam dunk on either side, but I think I would... Um, I think I think that the that the Batch Gastro Pub may have issues prevailing on the cookie company's use of its mark on the cookie products themselves. So, do you think this is a cautionary tale for trademark searching, Scott? That's a really good question, Josh. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it is. Um, I, I don't know if Batch, the cookie company, uh, conducted a trademark search when they. Uh, sought to register their trademark, uh, clearly a trademark search would have pulled up Batch Gastropub. Uh, and, and I think it's a cautionary tale for uh, attorneys looking at these trademark searches to you know, understand that the USPTO finds relatedness sometimes between restaurant services and food and beverage products. As a matter of fact, there's a various categories of goods and services that the USPTO regularly finds to be related for the purposes of uh, denying registrations based on likelihood of confusion. And um, those not only can play out in a refusal to register, but you know, as you see here, they can also play out in a trademark infringement lawsuit. That's very interesting, Scott. Thanks for sharing. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for tuning in to this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. And for additional content, visit our website at theiplawblog.com. Thanks.